You get off work on a Friday afternoon. Your friends call you and say that they're about to hit up happy hour and proceed to, you know, a night spot that's famous for being open until the crack of dawn. And then there's a birthday cookout at a friend's crib next Saturday. And the day after that, there's a brunch that's scheduled. But you have a four-year-old son at home. Do you skip all three events? Um, attend one, attend them all. I mean, how much weight does being a parent carry when you want to do some of the things you used to do prior to becoming one? Do you want to party or do you want to parent? We'll discuss that and more on this episode of the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Buckle up. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What's going on, people? I want to welcome all of you to another edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And I'm broadcasting live from the south side of the T2Q Man Cave. It is Tuesday, October the 12th. And this is episode number 963. Follow me on all things social media. Uh, you can search for hashtag T2Q. You can search for Talk to Q. And you can pretty much find me anywhere by doing so. And please like, subscribe, and share to help the show grow. It'll definitely be appreciated. All right. Let me go to the T2Q phone lines to see who's going to be joining the mix this evening let's see where do i want oh just a bunch of show legends oh just show legends galore where do i want to start first from the 209 area code the golden state of california please welcome on show legend robin to the talk to q radio show hey robin how are you q what's happening happy tuesday Happy Tuesday to you, Robin. How are you? I'm doing you well. You know, it's it's been a good Tuesday. No complaints from me. That's what's up. That's what I like to How hear. about you? How are Life's you? Life's good. Life's good. Yeah? Getting ready yep. for the wedding? Getting ready. <laughs> All right. Glad to have you on. Let me go back to the phone lines. See who else I have here. From the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, please welcome on the voice of reason, Amanda. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. How's it How's it going for everybody tonight? It's going well. Good. Great. Good to see you. And uh, back to the phone lines I go. You got one of the newer show legends right here. She's your queen. Residing in the Lone Star State of Texas, please welcome show legend Queen Cole to the Talk to Q radio show. Queen, what's going hey, on? Hey, hey, good evening, everyone. Hey, Queen. Glad I love I on. love that I'm a show legend now. Ooh. <laughs> uh, good to see you. And uh, two more. From the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, 
please welcome on the show enforcer, the show legend, Ray. Ray, what's happening? What's up, Ray? Hey, hey, what's up, Q? Ladies, how y'all doing tonight? Hey, Ray. Right after that music plays, man, I feel like you got to spit some bars or something, bro. Yeah, I can write them down. (laughs) All right. Last one. Um, Then we'll go ahead and kick things off. From the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black, the Buckster. What's going on, Buck? What's happening, man? What up, what up, everybody? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, doing well. Excellent. All right, what's up, Buck? What's All up, Ray? Right. What's up, Robin, everybody? Going on. We'll go ahead and kick things off and get started. And so, uh, let's start here. Some old schoolers uh, think that being a parent essentially means that you live exclusively for your kids. Robin, let me go with you first. Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with a parent having fun, right? Absolutely not. You have to, you know, enjoy yourself while doing this parenting journey, um, whether you're single, whether you're raising the kids together, you have to have some time to yourself. It cannot be 100% solely dedicated to your child. You know, they're important. You definitely have to pour into them, but you have to pour into yourself. Like with anything else, a relationship, anything, you got to pour into yourself. Okay. Buck, how do you feel about that, man? Do you agree? Do you think that you can still be a parent and, I mean, and have fun? I mean, is that okay? Oh, yeah. It's definitely, you can do it. I did it. Um, me and my me and my ex-wife, we were able to do it without any issues. Um, you know, you just have to you you have to plan things. You know, you have to put a, put a little bit more time into it to make sure that the kids are taken care of. But in any event, you can still you know enjoy yourself and be a parent at the same time. And so, Ray, let me ask you: How important is the presence of a parent? in a child's early years, let's say from, from birth to age seven, how important is a parent's presence? Oh man, it's just all crucial. It's probably the most important thing because your parents are the first people that you learn from and that's where you get your morals from and your integrity. So you need to start that off early. So the more you can learn from your parents, the good parents anyway, not just people that are having babies, but good parents. You that's where you learn all of your uh your core values from. So I think it's extremely important. Okay. Amanda, do you co sign with that? Yeah, definitely. Um I think that it's you know, it's important to be present. Um I also believe that you have to um you have to make sure you're happy to be able to, um, like, I believe it was, um, I can't remember if it was queen or if it was Robin saying how you have to be able to pour into your, into your children, but you have to pour into yourself first. Um, so it's very important to be present, um, in the example that you gave at the beginning, like if there was a, you know, something going on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would say you have to prioritize, you have to say, okay, which one can I go to? Okay. Well, little Jimmy has a soccer game on Saturday. So, 
that's I can't do the Saturday event, but maybe I could do the Sunday brunch or, or maybe I could do the Friday thing. I mean, you just have to be able to prioritize and and know what's important um, to make sure that you're being present for your for your family, but also um, giving yourself that that time to have fun and, and refresh yourself and pour into yourself as well. OK. And so, Robin, let me get back to you. And because it looks like Queen Cole um, having some technical difficulties, so she's going to get back on. But um, Robin, what about if you have a babysitter? Let's say, yeah, you know, you you're married, or you have a living living significant other, or a roommate, or a mom, or dad, or whoever that can babysit. Can you go out regularly then, if as long as the kid is taken care of and you know it's safe? I mean, I'm not all for parents being turned up. You know, you got responsibilities at home. So I think you need to, you know, enjoy yourself. But I think there also comes a time at, at a certain age when you're like, okay, my life is a little bit different now. I don't need to be at the club. So and maybe it's not just going to the club. Maybe it's hanging with girlfriends, going to a book club or what have you. But um, your children are looking at you to be their parents. So going out every week is not something I would personally do. Um, but uh, you know, to each his own, I just don't recommend it because you have your children to spend time with. Okay. And Buck, do you agree? I mean, if you got a babysitter, then I mean, the key is good, right? So you can go out and do what you want to do. I'm not one for going out every single weekend. I mean, you got, you got responsibilities at home. Besides that, you know, you could, you could ruin your babysitting privileges um, going out, you know, on a consistent basis. You know, I don't see whether it's a problem once or twice a month where, you know, you need to go out and have a good time with your significant other or what have you. Um, but just doing it every week, two or three times a week, um, that's not a good look. The, the parent, the kids are learning from somebody else other than you're a role model, supposed to be a role model for your kids. So the kids are watching you and, if you're going out on a consistent basis and once they get up of age and start really paying attention to what you're doing, um, it's not a good look. So it's important that the kids, you know, that you, you know, take care of your responsibilities and it's okay to go out every once in a while, but not on a consistent basis. All right. And on Twitter, Ashley chimed in earlier from Columbus, Mississippi, and she says, I don't ball, but I definitely take time to parent and make fun time for myself because I'm more than just mommy. It's part of self-care when you just let your hair down from time to time. Mm -hmm. So she says there's nothing wrong with doing it from time to time. You have to have a break to, uh, you know, I guess get your mind right so you don't end up choking out your kids. You don't want to be stressed (laughs) out. (laughs) For real. And Queen, let me get you in on this. Is it okay if um, you go out, I mean, on a regular basis? When I say regular, I mean maybe at least one night every weekend, as long as there's someone home to take care of the kid. What if what if the other parent is able to take care of the kid? Is it okay then? Yeah, I think it's absolutely essential that you do that. Um, you just mentioned self-care, and that's the main thing because – You were somebody before you were a mom as well. So it's like, okay, still nurture that person. I was that mom that I was so engrossed. When people saw me, they never called me queen. They calling me 
Jada's mom, CJ's mom. I didn't even have my own name. So I was so into that. Like, I love that. But on the other hand, I didn't know who Deborah was. So and I think it's important for your self-care, your mental stability that you do do things um, outside the home without your children and even without your spouse. Okay. That's a different topic for a different show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I can honestly say as a child, I rarely knew if my parents went out or not. Um, they would probably just let me spend the night at my cousin's house or a friend's house or maybe down at my grandmother's. And so I hardly ever saw them get dressed and go out. And I, and I never knew my parents even drank alcohol until I was almost a teenager. And so, you know, that's just how it worked for me. They just made sure I was always gone. But Ray, when kids reach the age range of like eight to 12 years old, aren't they, aren't they monitoring their parents' lifestyle? Aren't they really paying attention in those that age range? Oh, yeah, I think um, even earlier than that, they pay attention to their lifestyle. I mean, a lot of parents think that they can say things and do things and people don't see their, their immature or their whole life behavior. But um, these kids are very smart and they're very intelligent. I mean, they were at our age, back when we was that age. They is, is especially so now, you know, so... I think you have to be real careful about who you bring around your kids, not necessarily saying they're going to do something to your kids, but your kids shouldn't see you with different people every other week and stuff like that because their minds are impressionable. So when they see things, it's in the back of their mind to duplicate what they see the people that they idolize. And the first people you idolize generally is your parents. So I think you got to be careful with that. Okay. And Amanda, I, I mean, I, I don't have any, any children. Uh, I know you don't have any children. And how, how do you feel discussing what is or what is, isn't a good parent? Because I'm pretty sure you've experienced in your life, just as I have, when people say you don't have any kids. So therefore you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. I yeah, I mean, and that's why I, I try to be cautious on speaking on something that I can't I can't personally relate to in the sense of being a parent. But I know that as a child, I know I know what I grew up seeing. My parents weren't going out all the time, but when they did, we were in good care with, you know, my grandparents. And when they went out, it was, you know, it was normally it was something uh, it was a special occasion or or whatever, but I think that I think there's ways to do there's just I, I all I can do is imagine myself as a parent and say that I think there's a responsible way of still enjoying yourself um, going out and and having a good time. But it's also important to make sure that you're spending quality time with your kids. So it may be where I would like to go out every Friday night with coworkers, but that's the only night where my entire family can be together and we can have a family dinner or whatever it is. So there's, you have to sacrifice something sometimes. It just depends on the situation. Um, it may be somebody else where, you know, they're with their kids so much that them going out on a Friday night every week doesn't take away from anything because of all the extra time they spend with their family or with their children. So um, it, yeah, I mean, all I can do is imagine 
what it would be like if I had kids and what I what I think I would want to do. Um, I think it and I think it would be important to strike a good balance. Okay, and I get you, and, and I'm glad <laughs> someone else feels my pain as far as you know because you're not a parent. People think that you don't know anything. Uh, I, I think that's ridiculous. I think some things are just common sense. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there's some, I'm not saying I know, know it all by any means, but I do think some things are common sense and you can get advice from someone who's not a parent because I don't think you have to do to know. I mean, if that's the case, then the doctor that delivered me as a baby wouldn't have been a dude because dudes can't get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) But Robin, let me ask you this. What exactly does being a parent mean to you? How should your life change, if at all, once you become one? Um, It's a lot more focused. A lot more um, is put on another person outside of yourself. Your selfishness becomes becomes selflessness. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, you're not always thinking about how it's going to affect you, but how it's going to affect you and them. And I think that was the biggest change uh, for me, which it really was very organic. Um, I think once you become a parent, you're, you have that, those nine months, although I say they're 10 months um, to get prepared for that. Although you probably are never prepared for some things and you just, um, you get in that mindset of, okay, my life is about to be different and it's going to be more focused on the happiness of this child. All right. And but what about you as a guy? What does being a parent mean for you? Did anything change once you became a parent for the first time? Well, I mean, I was actually kind of like thrown into the line of fire because my my wife had two kids um, prior to us, you know, prior to me having Sean Jr. So it was it was actually an easy transition. And the reason I say that simply because for me, you know, when you have a good system, even though my dad wasn't there a lot because he was in the military and things of that nature, but my grandmother, my mom, my uncles, my, you know, aunts and things of that nature, it, it takes a, you know, a, a, a village, as I always say. So I had a good foundation when it came to that. So, and my ex-wife really didn't have a good foundation. Uh, she had some things that happened when she was younger that were unfortunate. So it was really, for me, it was really easy for me to become a parent because of everything that I, that I had seen from, my, you know, from the, the village that I had. So I had a good foundation. So being thrown in the line of fire, it really didn't, it really didn't mean anything. I was just like, all right. You know, I knew the responsibilities and things of that nature that, you know, what it required. And just, I just grabbed the reins and took it. And then it was, it was pretty good. I mean, it, there were some challenges here and there. I mean, it wasn't all, you know, all sugar. There was some salt involved as well. But at the same time, I wasn't scared to do it. I was, you know, it was like, it almost felt like I was born to do it. So it just, it was just, it just felt natural to me to, to be a parent. So, you know, it was really, really wasn't that. Wasn't that hard for me? All right. So, Ray, let me ask you this, man. Does does your age matter as far as how serious you may take parenting? I mean, is a 20-something allow certain freedoms that maybe somebody in their 40s who's a parent isn't? You know, because if at 20, you haven't really just lived your life yet. So if you have a kid, don't you still have to try to live your life? How does that work, do you think, as far as age is concerned? <laughs> 
Um, I think you have to mature early. When you're ready for kids, you're ready to be mature. I think older parents should have more leeway than a younger parent because an older parent knows how to balance things better. A younger parent is just, you know, you can't grow up and your kid growing up too. When you decide to have a kid, you have to be an adult. So the kids needs have to come first. You know, I'm quite sure if you have uh, a mother or father that's in their 40s, they can take kids some time, and then you can do what you want to do, and you can still have a responsible, relative or responsible babysitter taking care of them while you're doing other fun things that you like to do. But at the same time, your primary concern is your kids. If you have money left over, then you can party, then you can go out to eat, and then you can go and hang out with friends and stuff like that. But the problem that you have a lot of people doing is they asking other people for money and signing up for uh, financial aid and all this and that when you're spending your money on other things that you should be spending on a child. And when the child sees that, they grow up with that type of mentality. Then they think somebody's supposed to give them something they don't want to uh, work they don't feel like they can achieve the things that they're able to achieve because they look at their parents, you know, doing things of that nature. So it's very important how you present yourself to kids, regardless of whether you had kids or not. It's a certain way that's right and certain ways that are wrong. A lot of people dispute what's right and wrong, but if you really look at right and wrong, most of the time it's straight down the middle. There's no gray area. All right. And, Queen, what do you think about as far as a person's age? Does a 20-something get more leeway as a first-time parent than maybe a 39- or 40-year-old? Or should it always be the same? When you become a parent, things have to change. I think it's across the board. I was a young mother. Uh, I got me. I had uh, my first child at 17 years old. I got married immediately after at 18 years old. Um And I just think that it's about your mentality because you have 40 year olds that are irresponsible. You have 40 year old men who are emotionally unavailable, you know, so I don't think age has anything to do with it. It's all about your mentality. And I like what Buck was saying about the village. Like it still takes a village to do that, um, to be able to navigate through um, raising a child. So I don't think your age has anything to do with it. It's about your mentality. You have to say, you know, hey, I'm going to be taking care of my baby, but, you know, sometimes I do want to go out and have a good time. And if go out, uh, have a good time, that could be going to the gym. I know we're saying party and all this and that, but what if somebody's, you know, in school and they're like, you know, our mom, can you really watch the baby? Because I need to study like uninterrupted time. We should be there to be able to help out in those situations. I mean, and it's it's all everybody's discretion. Like, okay, if you know the person is spending money and blowing money, but then they're asking you for diapers, then that's when you need to have the conversation. Like, <laughs> I ain't going to watch your baby if you out here doing this. So just keeping it real, keeping it real, because that's how the village was with me. Like, my mom was like, yeah, you had a baby? Okay, you're out of high school? Okay, your baby's crying? Go get your baby. <laughs> go get your baby. You know, it wasn't like she was like running to go get the baby. But yeah, the days when there were sleepless nights, I needed help, you know, and she was there to be able to help, you know, until I got married, XYZ. But I don't think age has anything to do with it. Okay. So let me ask you this. And this is just to build on 
the whole village thing that that Buck brought up and uh, that Queen was also talking about. Uh, you know, of course, generations past, there was always Big Mama. Everybody, you know, just especially from the South, everybody had a Big Mama or something. And so there was always someone there to kind of take care of the matriarch of the family uh, kids and to help out where, when help was needed. You know, regardless if you were single or married, you still had help. And so now we really don't have that. Now you have someone that may be in their 20s who needs help, but their parents may be in their 40s. They're like, look, we didn't have you. You're grown. I'm going out to party. It's my time now. You got to handle this on your own. So where do, where's the village come from now? This is for whoever wants to answer. Where do we find our village now? Um, your village can be more than just your family. It can be uh, friends. A lot of times people don't even have family that, that is part of their village. It's friends, it's coworkers, um, neighbors. But, you know, of course, be cautious with that because you just don't want to leave your children with anybody. Um, but I, I know like when I moved out of the state, of Michigan, moved to California, uh, I had to create a village and I didn't have any family in the city I was in. I knew nobody. So it was, you know, um, coaches picking up my son to go to practice or um, one of the moms from the uh, the basketball team my daughter was on, she would take everybody to uh, school in the morning, something like that. So you just have to vet people and make sure they're as safe as possible. But um, cause big mama, I don't, I don't know if she really exists as much anymore. I know when I had my kids, mother was like, don't nobody, I don't want nobody calling me that. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think she exists. <laughs> well, I got to chime in cause you know, I am a newly promoted to grandma status over here. And I just think it goes back to the parenting. Um, I'm not a helicopter parent, but I am actively actively involved in my young adult children's lives. Mm -hmm. Like if my daughter needs me, hey, I'm here. I have my laptop. I can work for wherever I have Wi-Fi. I can help out where needed. Um, if my son was to have a baby, I would go to help out as well um, because I am actively involved and I, I don't want them to. It, it, it kills me the whole pair. You know, you got to get it out the mud because I got it out the mud and we did it by ourselves. Like, no, no, no. Let me help you give you the baton from here where we are opposed to having to go back with the struggle and stuff like that. I don't want my kids to go through that. So if I can be of any assistance to help my children, even if it, a child or even financially or, you know, career wise, Hey, I'm going to be there to help because I don't think the parenting stops at 18. I'm really opposed to the whole kick them out and make them do this. And some people aren't ready for that. Um, it's our job as parents to get them ready. And each child is going to be different. So uh, I, I'm that grandma. I want to be involved. Call me. What you want to do? You need to go do something. Go ahead. You need to take a nap. Go ahead. Call me. So I, I'm that grandma. Uh, I don't want to be called big mama. I mean, because I want to be a <laughs> <laughs> Nobody grandma. wants to be big mama anymore. I, and I want to so, be, be big in all the right places. <laughs> I mean, so is 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 it any obligation for a grandparent to to be that that village, so to speak, or is it okay as a person well within their right to say, "I've raised you. Now you're a parent. Get it how you live." Mm. 
Yeah, you got to ask me now. You're not going to be telling me what to do. <laughs> I'm still the parent here. I mean, but, do, ball, but I'm does, still the parent. So, do yes. Do you feel any I mean, obligation, though? Is it something you do because you want to or something that you feel like you're obligated to do? No, I totally want to do it. I want to be involved. I don't want to be that long distance uh, parent. When I had my children, I got, like I said, had the baby at 17, got married at 18, moved away. So when I had my second child, my mom was miles and miles away. She wasn't there to hands on. Like she came to visit, to help out. But like I needed an extra set of hands because my ex-husband, he went to work. I'm here with a 16-month-old and a newborn. I needed help. So in, in my brain, I'm thinking like, what did I need at that time that could help me run smoother? So that's what I'm talking about, the baton. Instead of taking my daughter back to the struggling days, I'm like, yo, I'm here. All I got to do is have Wi-Fi and light. I can do my thing. So uh, no, you're not obligated, but I think that I have the privilege that I'm, I'm fit. I'm in a good mental state to be able to help that Absolutely. There's no place I would rather be right now. Like, okay. does anyone feel like that a parent should be obligated? A grandparent should be obligated to help? No, I don't know about obligated. I mean, I, I don't think the obligation is there. But as you want to see your grandchildren, you know, they're an extension of your children. So, um, and it's just a it, again, it's organic. It's very natural that you want to um be in their lives and do the things that your kids need help in doing and um queen you know people do talk about 18 ups i'm gone i'm done i did what i had to do i just think in my opinion that's the worst thing you could do to a young adult is just to just put them out there unprepared to do anything my son my oldest is 22 and lives in san diego but has decided he wants to move to dallas so this week he drove from san diego to dallas he just did it today and I'm on pins and needles, like, you need me to send you some money? You need me to, you know, he's like, mom, I got this. So you have to learn, you know, it's difficult to learn, but you got to learn when to pull back and learn to when to apply pressure. So it's, it's, um, as my mother says, you never cut the cord. Okay. Yeah. You let them fly. They scrape their knees, but you're there to have that safety net. You don't just let them slit their wrist. You <laughs> You don't let them do that. You don't let wow. them do it. <laughs> what an analogy. <laughs> All right. So uh, I got another caller. And it's another show legend. What up, Radio World? From the 601 area code in the Magnolia State of Mississippi. You please welcome on the original show legend, the Minister of Sexual Affairs, Eminem. What's shaking, man? Hey, what up, Q? What up, what, what, <laughs> shit? What up, Radio World? <laughs> man, that, that that new music threw me off, man. I was I was listening for my pimp song, man. But this all was good. Uh, I, I, I just yeah, man. But I remember man. the copyright you know stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, good to have you on, man. So Eminem, let me ask you this: We talk about you know when do you start being parents, and once your kids Damn. reach a certain age, let's say they're they're at least thirteen years old between 13 and 17. So they're old enough to stay home by themselves. They're old enough to cook food if they need food or, you know, something like that. At what point can the parent go back to balling, you know, like they did prior to becoming a parent since the dependency phase <laughs> is kind of out of the way? I mean, can it start back when the kid's around 13? 
Uh, if you well see the the thing about that is I originally I thought that, but nah, nah. That's when uh, that's when you got to be the parent from the six. So, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, my bad. <laughs> yeah, now I was saying like that's when you have to really start being the parent of most because when they get that age, that's when you start got to watch their ass. You know what I'm saying? So that's when the mischief start and uh. You know, like my uh, one of my older sons, he started, you know, tinkering, tampering with a bunch of shit that was going on in the neighborhood, little gangs and shit like that. I mean, all that kind of shit started, you know, that's when. But originally, I thought that, you know, that, oh, yeah, but nah, it's it's after that, you know, uh, summer guns pretty much have to be, you know, grown or whatever before you can just, you know, let it down like that. Because after that, then somebody fuck up, it ain't on you. You know, that's... Uh, Pretty much how I go, you know. Okay, uh, now. Then if you, and, yeah. No, nah, go ahead, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, no, no. I was saying like, and then it all depends on the gender too, because I mean, you got uh-huh. boys, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of shit uh, uh take a turn, and you don't want them, but especially you know, if you somewhere in an urban area or something like that, it's like shit'll get mixed up quick with it. You know, they get mixed up with the wrong crowd and. Next thing you know, you you know your kids mixed up in all kind of shit. And then if it's a girl, it's like, well, you get the balling too hard. If they know your ass ain't around, or you know, every time you look around, you toe up or whatever, and they know you ain't coming home. And next thing you know, you got a nigga coming through your window, or whatever. So I mean, you know, you got to take all that in consideration. So, um, but you know, you can't let your guard down. Some you can, um, you know, you don't have to spend as much money. You know, like babysitting and all that stuff. That that's yeah. the good part. But you know, but uh, cell phones make stuff easier because you can just like you know, hey, what y'all doing? Uh, you know, seeing how long it's gonna take for somebody to respond, you can almost predict what's going on just on the response time. If they respond too fast, they up to something. If it's about you know five to ten minutes, then it's about normal. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think you made an interesting point when you said that you have to watch them even closer. Because they're at the age when they can get into stuff. Anybody else want to co-sign on that? Yes, I think that's the main part because they are getting into that independent phase. And about seven years, seven, nine years old, you know, they start saying, I know, I know, I know. So then they know everything. They ain't been here but two minutes on the planet, but they know everything. So yeah, when they become teenagers, you have to be even more actively engaged. I actually uh my ex-husband retired me and my children were in high school. So because they had so much going on, they needed, you know, their parents to be more actively involved. So I think when they get older, yeah, you got to be on it because they moving, they driving, they mm-hmm. hanging out with other people. So, yeah, when they're babies, it's so easy. <laughs> it's easy. All right. So let's... uh get to this final question and we'll get ready to wrap things up let's say that your kids are now adults okay let's say they're 21 they're legal how do you feel about parents who go clubbing with their kids or maybe go attend the same night spots that their children do and this is for i guess whoever wants to answer how do you how do you feel about that is that okay because they're legal that you can ball with your kids no, we're going to ball out at a restaurant. We're going to eat some good food. We're going to have appetizers. I might have a glass of wine. We're going to have dessert. 
but going to a club, I don't even go to clubs, but I don't even think we're going to listen to the same music. So we're not going to, we ain't going to be dressed the same. I might have little Ken Hills. They might have these. I, I just, it would, I would just be out of place. So no, we can go ball at the mall. We can go shopping together. We can go dining together. We can go do an activity together, but not to no club. I, I'm not, if I see my kid in the club, I'm move. I need to leave. <laughs> I agree. I mean, like I, like we discussed, I'm not a parent, but just as a as a child, I I couldn't I couldn't see partying with my parents in that like not in a club atmosphere. Is one thing if it's a wedding reception or because you always have to have that respect factor. And I think that no matter how old you get, you have to you don't want to lose respect. You don't want to lose respect for your parents. You don't want to uh, your children to lose respect for you. So I think that you always have to keep it on a certain level and not cross certain boundaries. Go ahead, Robin. So I, I won't be at a club with my kids on a weekly basis, but I have partied with them. Um, we went to Vegas uh, in May of this year. We went to a club in Vegas together and we had a great time. I wasn't, you know, like dropping it like it's hot or nothing. It wasn't hot girl summer, but I had a good time. <laughs> so I think, you know, it's possible to enjoy them in that atmosphere. But mama ain't hanging out like that because at, at like 1130, I was like, okay, I'm about to go to my room because I was done. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, Robin, that's when the real party got started. <laughs> right? When you were at, that wasn't the party. That was yeah, what the mama the day was. Wow. In your mind. That's, that's a lot of people get get high with their kids now. I mean, that's some shit I don't understand, but uh, I'm wow. talking about like, I, I'm not even talking about high school. I'm talking about middle school, you know. Ooh, uh-uh. Kids yeah. getting high in middle yeah. school? Oh, Lord. Hell yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, and we've all seen like videos that were unfortunately you have the unfortunate situation where a kid is rolling a blunt for their parent and all that other type of stuff and so it does happen but I I, I think it's interesting that you said something uh, Robin as far as the respect factor I think the, no that was Amanda excuse me as far as the respect factor you want to maintain that respect for your your parents so to speak i mean what are some things that can make a child lose respect for their parents well geez if you're sitting there smoking a joint with them in in middle school i would think that would be one thing (laughs) good god well it it all depends on uh if i can interject a lot of time it all depends on how you how you taught them while they were coming up like uh like me I never said, you know, watch me for an example other than going to work and stuff. I always was like, shit, do what I say, you know, like the old school way, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, like in my neighborhood out in the country, when I grew up at, you know, it was just like, shit, other than my, other than my dad, like my whole family was damn near, you know, you know, uh, alcoholics and shit like that. But they would tell you. Hey boy, you know, take your ass over there. Don't be doing this, but they doing it. So it wouldn't be like, so you kind of grew up with if somebody told you something, that's what you did more so than an example. So, you know, so yeah. that kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. So it's more so like, you know, like, nah, you know, it ain't one of them things where, where you cussing or you doing it. No, 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 no. Hell no. It ain't about me. I'm grown. It's about you. So, you know, that's the way pretty much 
on my end anyway, that's the way my kids came up. It wasn't so much what you looking at is what I'm telling you and you better do it. So uh, Yeah. People call that shit bullying now, but I mean that's that was normal. Yeah, I was gonna at say least one I, time. I wonder how many people subscribe to that that theory anymore because a lot of oh, people nah, man. They, don't believe they, they say in that's, the... they call that bullying shit now. I mean it's 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 jacked up, you know, because mm-hmm. uh I mean, you would be shocked, but but now what's interesting is, uh, uh, especially like with my my little sports teams or whatever. A lot of the single moms that uh think they got it all figured out, and then when they got a real knucklehead that's getting influenced by everybody, then all of a sudden the shit they telling you is crazy at first. Now they looking for that because you know they don't kind of like pulling their hair out trying to figure out like, damn, is my kid gonna be in jail in about two more years? Like, yeah. If nobody don't get in his ass now, he is going to be in jail in about two years or worse. So, uh, you know, some of that old school stuff is, yeah, some people might say it's outdated, but for the most part, it worked because I have to tell, you know, kids that daily, you know, they don't question me about shit. It ain't what I'm telling you. You know, hey, I got a damn degree. And I damn sure got a, a middle school degree, so shit. You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, y'all trying to get this shit, so. <laughs> you know, if, if I let something slip, it ain't about me, it's about you. You can't say this. You can't do this. You got to do this. You know, you got to ask for permission. I ain't got to do shit. But, you know, as time go on, they start understanding that. But you can tell generationally, a lot of that type of stuff ain't kicked to them like that. They really think they are your damn equal. You know, calling their mama by the first name and all that shit like that. I didn't come up like that, you know. So, you know, uh, to each his own. But I'm just saying, you know, um, with some of this, like on the, you know, kind of going going back to Amanda's point about respect. See, that's that's kind of generationally what was set the tone. It was just like you know, you were in your mind, you never were your parents equal, and you never gonna be your parents equal. It's always gonna be a certain level of, you know, hell, you know, hell. I brought you in this world, Theo. I take your ass out. You know, it's kind of like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Makes a lot of sense. I think with the parents in these days, um, my children are 24 and 22. Um, We mixed both traditional values, but then also some updated stuff. Uh, Because that was the point that I was going to say is that whole uh, do as I say, not as I do. Um, That it's a little outdated because kids are so visual. They're visually stimulated. They're, you know, mimicking so many things, you know, not just you, but everything else so it's important to show those examples as well i think showing it is even better than just saying it because a lot of times you know you'll say one thing to your child and then you have a coach or somebody else say the same thing and it's like boom and you're like i've been saying that so i think your example has to also line up with that even though we're grown but we still have to hold ourselves to a certain um a level of accountability as well i'm not gonna say you know don't do this. And then I'm over here trying to do it. I want to tell you, okay, maybe, you know, I went down the wrong path. Now don't go down here. Don't do this because this is what happened to me. And I think just being open and honest with them um, is a main key factor in, um, in order to keep that respect, just being honest with them straight up. Like we don't got money for that right now. Instead Mm -hmm. of just saying, you know, no, don't ask me for nothing. You know, no, we don't got money for that. We got this i never knew my parents bills and stuff i just wanted stuff but my kids knew okay we got bills y'all trying to be on this team y'all want to do this this is what we got 
this what this what you need. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I just think uh, being open and honest with them because they can handle. They're hearing a lot of stuff outside of the home, so they got to get the good stuff in the home and able to go out and be able to decipher and not letting their friends be their educators. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because one thing that I would always do uh, is, especially when it comes to stuff that's like you know, dealing with finances and stuff like that. I, you know, I just be kind of brutally honest. You know, I'm like, well, we ain't got this or that or something like this. Like, well, shit, I, I had too many of y'all. I had you too damn young. That's why we ain't got shit. You know, and I would say that and just put that bird in the ear. So, hey, man, just, you know, <laughs> take a different route. You know what I'm saying? Get your shit together. What kind of bird you know? was that? <laughs> they was like, okay, baby, Sometimes that's what you see. But today... Today's parents, sometimes today's parents don't want to actually do what's required to get it done. And I mean, yeah, you can put some of today's, tradi- you know, new traditions and things of that nature in, in parenting. But I think a little bit more old school actually works better because when I came into the situation that I came into, they had been really kind of spoiled and really not the, the I would just say the ride was spared. Not so much on the older one, but the my, the second one, the, the the rod was really spared on that second one. So he, you know, you, the, the the traditional new age stuff never worked. So I was the harder one of the two of us when it came to parenting. So they tried, you know, being a step parent, you know, Ken has his own set of challenges. You know, they knew I would say no. They would call their mom, and their mom couldn't be on the phone that long. She'll just say yes. She don't even know what the hell she's saying yes to. <laughs> and, you know, they found out real fast. It took about a couple of years. But after that, you know, after year two, they figured out real quick. If I say no, don't call your mama asking her to say yes because it's not happening. You know, and if I caught them, and it was cool for me because I had flexibility. And I could always, I could get off work a little bit early. And I would actually catch them doing some of the stuff they had already asked me, not, you know, then I already told them no to. And I would never come home the same way. I just come up in the house, boom. I was like squat, and they were like, "Oh shit!" You know, they they straighten out real quick. You know, it took like I said, it took a couple of years to do it, but at the same time, they realized. You know, and it was real funny. Um, my middle one lives in North Carolina now, and um, I went to visit him, and he didn't know I was coming. And my middle one, it was the the the, the challenging one of the three of them. So. He was working at the Nissan dealership, so I came in. And he had just moved there, and uh, he didn't go on to come up because he said, "I don't know nobody in North Carolina." So it took him about twelve, thirteen minutes to come up front, but he finally came up front. And I heard him talking to the sales manager, going like, "I don't know nobody in North Carolina." And I, I was standing behind one of those cardboard cutout people, and I stepped out from behind it. I was like, "Yes, you do know somebody in North Carolina." Well, he, his eyes got so big, he's like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> So it was kind of funny. He said, "Golly, you still sneaking up on me, even like I, like you used to do in class." Because I would catch my middle one just screwing up in class, just doing stupid stuff, and I just walk in the classroom, sit down. He didn't know I was even in there. So you you have to you can't put too much of this new age stuff in here because if you put a lot of it in here, kids gonna run over you. Is it you know you give them too much rope, they try to be cowboys, cowgirls. You got to keep that. You got to keep the reins tight. And I mean, if you get a pretty good balance, a mixture between the two, will get your results. But if you go too much new age and not enough 
from the old school, uh, you you gonna have you gonna set yourself up for disaster. I agree, man. I, I think balance is definitely the key uh, because it's like, you know, when I was growing up, I, it wasn't a, it wasn't very wise to ask your parents why on certain things. They tell you no, and you come at well, how come I can't or why or whatever. A lot of times that didn't end well, but with my parents, sometimes I got because I said so. Sometimes I got an explanation, and depends on what it was, but. When I did receive that because I said so, that was kind of a reminder that, hey, I'm the child, that's the parent, you know, and there's a certain hierarchy. Uh, so I think there has to be some type of balance um, as far as all that's concerned. I think it's somewhere in between. Uh, I definitely don't necessarily agree with new school parenting, but by the same token, I realize you can't kind of just stay back in the past either. You got to be somewhere in the middle. But all right, we'll get ready to wrap things up. Uh, Robin had to drop off. Uh, oh, I got a tweet from from Jay earlier. Let's see if I can show it. I can't get there. We go. As far as I'm um, going out with your kids, going out and partying with your kids, he says I find it's cultural. My wife's family does it all the time. Took some getting used to, but we don't go to the club. Um, with our adult kids typically, but if you're on vacation, the entire extended family may get bottle service. Okay, and that kind of goes back to what Robin was talking about, where she went on vacation, so her and her kids hung out. So I totally get that. All right, so before we get to our final thoughts, uh, next Tuesday at 7.30 Central Time, we'll be discussing how to set boundaries. We all should have a line that others should not cross. But how do we establish that line? And what do we do when people cross it? You know, what are the consequences? How to Set Boundaries, Tuesday, October 19th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. We'll go ahead and get ready to wrap this thing up. And so, Queen, I'll start with you. Your final thoughts on the evening, please. Well, first of all, thank you as usual. A great panel. I love being here with you guys. Got the view with the show legends. So I appreciate that. Um, but parenting, it's, it's ever evolving. There's no particular manual that's going to show you the perfect parent because there's no perfect person. Every child is going to be different. So just take your time, have grace with yourself and have patience with your children uh, and just navigate this thing we call life. All right. And real quick, um, plug your show. Everyone can follow me at One Queen Cole on all social media platforms. And then also Light the Path podcast. I am coming up on my two year anniversary. So I'm very excited about that. So go over, check out a few episodes. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Light the Path podcast. All right. Congratulations on that. Appreciate you joining the show. Good to see you. And Ray, I'll go with you, man. Your final thoughts. Yeah, great show. Uh, great topic. I think um, if you are a parent, you should take the best of what you've been taught from your parents and apply it and then take the other half of what you didn't like about what they taught you and do your own thing and make it better. Because a lot of times, everybody see how great old school parenting was. But if you look at everything, it wasn't always done right. 
you know, just a lot of dictating, a lot of, you know, beating and so forth. Like, I'm against a lot of that, but you do have to have some understanding at the same time. And you have to be able to be reasonable. You know, if you're not able to do any of that, yeah, you can say you did a good job, but then you look at the end result and things don't go right. Then you can say, well, okay, a peer person never look back and say, well, I could have did this differently. It could have done that differently. You know, we just got to kind of look and say, man, you know, they could have talked to me a little bit more than just come out swinging every time you did something wrong. But <laughs> I think about now that you have to, uh, with everything going on, I think you have to communicate more with kids because it's so much communication around them. And if you don't communicate with them, I think you're going to lose them. You know, and that's what I think the biggest problem is now. You got a lot of parents, they don't communicate enough with the kids. Now, you can't always communicate and you spare in the rod with no communication. That won't work. You got to have a nice bounce. So, like, you talk about something, they understand what the rules are. So when they break them, they already know what it is. Versus, okay, you do something wrong, you just know you were automatically in trouble. You didn't automatically, you didn't talk about it, you didn't do nothing. And I think that um, things could be better between parents and kids if there was more conversation going on. All right. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. And Amanda, if I can get your final thoughts, please. Great show. Glad to be on with the show legends tonight. Um, I agree with what Queen had to say as well as Ray. I think that um, we always look at maybe the way we were brought up or um, what we remember. And like Ray said, you have to take the good and kind of the things that you feel like your parents could have done better you try to um, not make the same mistakes. Um, but sometimes you realize why they did what they did. Um, and you just try to, you just try to do better, but communication is key. And you also have to realize that um, I think all of us on the call right now were, you know, we came up in seventies, eighties, nineties. So it's a, it's a different time period, you know? So it just like your parents couldn't raise you exactly the way that they were brought up. Certain things had to, had to change just based on time, based on technology and, and everything. So you have to, you have to take into account um, the age you're living in, but keep the core values of parenting. But um, you also have to realize that kids nowadays are facing things that we didn't necessarily have to face at the same time mm -hmm. um, or face at all. So I think you just always have to keep that in perspective. Um, and, just, you know, keep that in mind because what you were doing at 17 and what you had access to isn't the same thing or 17 may not be a good age, but let's say 14, <laughs> 14, um, you know, it's, 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 it's two different worlds. So, um, yeah. So, I uh, really enjoyed everybody and hope everybody has a great rest of the week. All right. Thank you very much. Glad to have you on and Buck, let me get your final thoughts, man. No, living in today's time, I, I'm glad I'm not raising kids at this point. My youngest one just turned 21. Um, it's a def it's definitely difficult in everything that's going on in the world today. It's really 
You know, it's really, really hard. You know, it's not a village like it used to be when we were coming up, where you had access to uncles and grandparents, aunts, you know, cousins and things of that nature. A lot of people live across country. I mean, some people, you know, people move away from their hometowns and things of that nature, and they don't have their mothers and fathers or their, you know, or their, you know, the other, you know, their significant others, you know, parents and things of that nature. They just don't have that. So we're living in a different age, so we don't have the, you know, hopefully your core values when you were coming up were strong and you can, you can, you know, feed off that. But, you know, really you need that village and it's important. Um, you don't necessarily have to just go all the way, you know, away all the time. Um, and that's something that people have to think about. Um, in any event, you got to take the, you know, you got to take the best that, you know, like Ray said, and so many others said, you got to you got to have a balance. You got to have a balance of what you learn, how you can make it better, and a little bit of today's time, and get a delicate balance of what you can do to raise your kids and raise them properly. Um, even you know, even if the situation goes south, where both parents separate, you you know, it's about the kids being raised properly. You can't. Just say, all right, I don't like this. I don't like the other person and just throw it all away. You have to stay engaged. You got to stay involved with the children because ultimately you're still a role model whether you're with that person or whether you're not with that person. You got to make sure that everything is that, you know, you know, you keep the kids in mind and get them raised properly. That's what's most important. You help bring them in the world. You got to stay engaged with them and make sure they're raised properly. So maybe they don't make the, duplicate the same things that their parents did and that's important so you know i think there were a lot of points made tonight and hopefully you know people that are listening out there will take some of the stuff that that that, uh, that we said tonight and take it take it to heart and you know change some of the things that they might be doing wrong so therefore they can raise better children but great show glad to have all the show legends on tonight and everybody enjoy the rest of your week thank you sir and Eminem, shut it down for me, man. Oh, man. Great show, man. Uh, glad to have so many people on. I think uh, I know I've been on the show before. Robin been on. I'm not sure. Uh, the Queen or whatever. But, uh, you know, glad to have the Queen on or whatever. And uh, just a much needed topic, man. But everybody had great points. And uh, everything was, you know, well said. Uh, only thing I like to add to it is one challenge now that's uh, that's uh, even different from my kids now versus my grown kids is just like uh, the whole world has literally changed in the last five years, not ten, but the last five years. I mean, you know, stuff that was the what was perceived to be a normal value system. I'm not necessarily talking about religious stuff, but just you know, values, especially when it comes to like masculine values and shit like that, man. Now, shit, that's your, that's your ass, man. So it make it more challenging to, uh, you know, just kind of put your spin on things, so to speak. So that's something that uh, uh, is kind of counterintuitive, so to speak. You know, when the whole world is saying this or saying that and your kids coming home is like shit man you saying just the opposite of all that shit 
And it's like, yeah, but shit, you know, that's how it is, man. This how the shit gonna be, you know. But uh um other than that, you know, I think everything was was great. Uh a lot of people need to hear stuff like that. But the main thing is when it comes to kids, I would advise anybody, you know what I'm saying, make sure that uh once again, ain't necessarily from a religious standpoint, but you know, hell, make sure you you know, shit is better when you playing a child and all that stuff. I mean, most parents are more mature. You had a chance to have a career or a job or something like that. You ain't just, you know, <laughs> you know, waiting on a stimulus check and all that shit just to get diapers. You know, you know, mm-hmm. just do the shit just do the shit the right way. And a lot of the um the ills of rearing a kid won't be as bad because uh what happens a lot of times and I see it all the time, you know, a lot of uh, delinquents and stuff like that are delinquent because their parent or parents, but mainly their parent just became mature enough to even, you know, visit the school for the first time. Cause you know, from 13 to 24, 25, she's doing what she was, you know, age wise wanted to do, you know, going out and kicking it and all that. Ain't nobody talking about no damn PTA meetings and all that shit. So, but the kid, you know, the kids still here. The kids still growing, and a lot of people don't understand that reality. But that's what it is. Uh, that's why. Um, that's why a lot of foreign countries are so uh, strict when it comes to that kind of stuff. It ain't so much marriage to say you're married. It's just to try to curve the things when it comes to like you know uh, illegitimate kids and all that stuff and all this stuff that come with it. But like I can say, man, I'm gonna try to beat this buzz. You know what I'm saying? I feel it itching a little bit but uh <laughs> like i said man um you know you can't have a kid without some type of relationship so with that said you know what i'm saying you know um one way to counter that is you turn that filter on you pass 13 13 you know if, you, if your daddy johnning and your mama tricking by the time they get serious you know you'll be ready to come into the world the right way it won't be nothing premature because you know Everything be well planned, so you know. Um, if you're in Texas, Miss Cole, or whatever, I don't know if you're still on here. You know, call your uh, crazy ass governor and tell him, "Hey, pass thirteen, thirteen, motherfucker." You know, you're saying fuck the vaccine, so I'm like, fuck, fuck the banning of this shit. So you know, so yeah, that's that's great. Damn, copyrighted too. <laughs> All right, let's hope that that little clip won't hurt me, man. Okay, okay. Let's hope. All right, so and one last comment came from Emosha in Mississippi, and she said, awesome topic and great insight and opinions. Parenting isn't an easy job, but communication, respect, and flexibility as your children grow and evolve is very important. Enjoyed the show. All right, I appreciate her chiming in. So, you know, most people will justify whatever it is they want to do. So it's not like you can tell grown folks folks much of anything these days. Um, Everyone thinks that they know what they're doing until they don't. And I hope this show has helped some people realize that, you know, your kids are watching you. Uh, They watch what you do. And if you want to give them a good example to follow, then, you know, try having a job that you work regularly, show stability in a relationship. Read a book, do something educational, you know, go to Sunday school, whatever positive things you can do to show your child on a consistent basis 
um, you know, then please do it because your kids are watching and they'll soak up the bad habits a lot quicker than the good habits because most of our bad habits look, you know, like a lot of fun. So that's going to do it for this T2Q. I want to thank my show legends and chat room participants. Be sure to check out next week's show as we discuss how to set boundaries. Until then, you've been checking out the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. 10 years still going strong. Thank you.